And welcome back to Afterburn After Hours. We are at the table today with your favorites, Cassie and Will. Welcome back, guys. Hello, hello. Are we always the favorite? You are, you're always the favorites. I just, I he's li- never the favorite. No. I live in the land of being the favorite. Oh. <laughs> yes, you Delusional. do. Yes, you, <laughs> that is, okay, that, well. That too. We're going to leave that one alone. Hey, so this is going to be a quick episode because we want to give some quick tips and tricks and strategies for dry try. Those of you that are doing dry try this coming weekend, which is the 25th, yep. uh, at least in our region, that's when we're doing it. And I think around the country should be doing it around the same time. So if you're going to do it, we want to give you some ways to be successful. Where do we start on the dry try? Start with the rower. Okay, Will. So 2,000 meter row to kick off your dry try. Here the thing about it. It's not your benchmark. It is not designed to be the fastest 2,000 meter row of all time. However, you do need to know your 2,000 meter benchmark because the tip is whatever your 2,000 meter row benchmark time is, you want to add one to two minutes to it. So if it's in eight minutes, your 2,000 meter dry try should be around nine to 10. We did do the 2,000 meter row at the beginning of the month. So check your app to your app on OTF, your OTF app to make sure you know what the time is. If you didn't get the 2,000 meter row, go with your most previous. But again, adding one to two minutes onto your benchmark. So here's another way to think about that as well is your 500 meter split time. Yes. And, and if you split the, the 2,000 meter into four 500 meters, so mm-hmm. it's four quarters basically. That's how I think about it. The first 500 is really just establishing a rhythm. It's establishing a split time. And so to Will's point, you don't want to come out the gate hot. No, no, you do not. No, it's, it's a, it's a, not just a long row. It's a long dry try. Yeah. Yeah. So your first 500 establish a rhythm, get some consistency with your 500 meter split. Then that second 500, see if you can maintain. Yes. Then you come to the last thousand that third 500, maybe you can shave off two to three seconds of your 500 meter split. And if you can hold that for the rest of the thousand or that last 500, you try to shave off another one to two seconds on your 500 meter split. So basically by your last 500, you're five seconds less on your split than when you started that first thousand. Yeah. So if you, got, if you kind of split that, that up into four quarters and you can kind of look at your split time over those four quarters, it helps you a lot. Because for me, I think a lot of times people look at the 2000 as this big, long, timeline, but 500 at a time, if you're doing two minute split time, okay, cool. It takes me two minutes to get 500. It just, that's just really small segmented benchmarks. Taking in chunks. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. For you to just chew on a little bit easier. Yeah. And you can also look with um, the tablet, look at your stroke rate. Yeah. You want to keep your stroke rate consistent. And again, to your point, you do want to shave time off towards the end, but we don't want to turn into an all out row. The last thing you want is to be out of breath and breathless coming off that rower because you're about to go to the floor. Yeah, I I would say the feeling that you should be feeling on the rower is not a one-minute push. It's not a two-minute push. This is more like a 10-minute run, 12-minute run for distance. Yeah. So it's that longer, sustained kind of uh, intensity, but you're going to have to get off this and probably do about five to six minutes, maybe eight minutes on the floor. Yeah. So from start to you're on the treadmill, you're 10 to maybe 15 minutes. So you have to start thinking about what those legs are going to feel like when you leave that rower and you head to the floor. Right. So how, the ultimate goal is to get off of the rower and move 
right into the floor. Right into it. Uh, yep. Yeah. And your first exercise, those are those 40 hopovers. <laughs> and it gets you I right swear away. it's the most tiring one because those calves are burning. Um, on the floor, there's a couple different strategies of how to um, put some rest into all 300 reps that you have. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. Um, there's going to be a way where you can strategize planned rest. That's a lot of reps in general for every single one of those yep. exercises. So pick a magic number. You like five, you like seven, you like 10. If you need to just split it in half and work it that way. But whatever's going to get you through your reps, you can pause for a second, take no more than five to 10 seconds to grab some deep breaths and get right back to work. Or if you would rather just not have too much of a plan, a magic number, you just want to keep working until you want to take random rest. As long as you're not overexerting yourself to a point where you just did 15 to 20 reps yeah. and you're like, holy moly, sitting with your hands on your <laughs> knees uh, and I need a solid minute and a half before I can even continue on to the exercises. So I'd say just be smart on the weight floor. If you start to feel tired and you're totally gassed, take 10 seconds, take some deep breaths before you literally cannot continue. Because again, once you finish the weight floor, where are you going next? You go right yeah. to the treadmill. Right to the 5K. Yeah, and watching your uh, heart rate using OT beat on the floor is going to be key to there because, again, if you're high orange, red zone on the floor, stop, take just five deep inhales, and then re-go after. Or you're just going to get burned out. And then as you start to burn out, form starts to go, shoulders start to sag, and those last plane checks are not great for the lower back. And you don't want to hit that treadmill feeling low back pain. Yeah, and, and on the exercises, there are some kind of cheat codes. So, Share. so on, on the bench on the bench hopover, stay as close to the bench as possible. Yeah. Don't jump so far wide that you're a foot away from the bench. Right. So stay really close, short, choppy hops versus big long hops. You're wasting yep. a lot of time and energy in that transition of of big long hops. So when you're doing your hop over, stay close to the bench. Right. On your on your bench tap squats. Great opportunity to breathe. Yep. I tell yep. a lot of dry try members that is an opportunity to take a lot of deep breaths because it's not the most exerting exercise out of all of them. <laughs> well, so so yes, I, I would say that going right into step ups. Right. So for me, step up is almost the recovery movement mm -hmm. because there's so many of them. Yes. Right. It you, takes the longest, I think. Well, and you need to apply the same strategy to the hopovers to your step-ups close to your bench. Yes. You don't want to be taking giant leaps for mankind. You want short chop again, chop your step. Yes. And again, to, to, to you know, visit what Cassie just said, use that time to breathe because what's coming next? The push-ups. Push-ups. Yep. Everybody's least favorite. Yep. <laughs> and one of the best tips that I was given about the push-ups is, of course, break it up because- uh -huh. 20 push-ups for a lot of people, that's extremely challenging. Yep. And you still got to go back and do it again <laughs> on round two. Round two. Um, and then going into your push-ups, again, one of the best tips that I've received when I did the dry try previously, you're already in that position, drop yep. right into your plank jacks. Because you can yep. knock those out super, super quickly. Yes. And, and so here's what I would strategize on that one. Here's what I would tell people is make sure you take a rest before the last five push-ups. That way you can go right into your plank jacks right. and your shoulders yep. aren't smoked. Yep. Uh, and then guess what's next? Burpees. The burpee. But here's the good 10. news. It's only yeah. 10. That's the good news. And it's not a full burpee because mm -hmm. you're not doing a push-up. Yeah, just... So it's just arms extended burpee. It's a pop jack with a little extra. And so honestly, if you can get to 
if you can get through that 10 and you got some you got some juice get that first 20 get that get that first 20 hopovers out of the way then take a quick breather get the next 20 and then you catch your big breath during your tap squats yep, yep. so the guys dry try is literally all about strategy mm-hmm. yes and mental capacity of being in the dark place which Cassian talked about on the episode that came out this past week yes uh, yes uh, okay so then you go to the treadmill the treadmill is an interesting place during dry try. Yes. So I have a I have a really fun stat. Uh, this they gave us this stat during convention, and I want to say that it was thirty percent of people who did dry try. Uh, and I'm gonna potentially get this one wrong. I gotta find it real quick. That they improved their benchmark one mile in the first mile of dry try. No, that's correct. That is correct. That. Oh, yep. You remember that? Yep. I do mm-hmm. remember that. I want to say it was 30% of people. I don't know the remember the exact percentage. Hold on, here it is. So 30% of people beat their first ever mile benchmark during dry try. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah. here's the thing. How important is that first mile? Very, very important. Very important. Well, yeah, I mean, that first is that a trick question. No, <laughs> but, th- but, but here's the thing. A lot of times you potentially think that you can save it for the last mile. No. Right. Yeah. So tell me why. So it's all about being able to build. So when you get on there, get your first mile in and see about being able to add on mm-hmm. when you get to mile two, mile three. Cause here's the thing. We see this a lot in dry try. It's the last tenth of a mile and someone's running at six miles per hour. Then they all of a sudden hit 12, and they're going all at 12 miles per hour. Well, at 12 miles per hour, 30 seconds of the tenth of a mile. So it's really not, you're not like gaining yeah. that much. Yeah. So there shouldn't be an all out at the end. I mean, a, a small one, but yeah. not your power top all out. It should be sw- builds. And, you know, after that first mile, think about increments. Every two minutes, every quarter mile, every half mile, those Build, yep. adding on those point ones, those point three, those point five, and only adding on if it makes sense in that moment. Sure. If you hit quarter mile, normally you add on, but you're starting to feel gap, don't add on. Right. Or don't add on as much. Yep. Think of like a progressive push as we do in class all the time. Right. I mean, there's a couple of different options too. I mean, you could set it and forget it if you were way more comfortable holding a speed yep. the entire time um, and you just mentally don't want to even think about touching the treadmill again. <laughs> um, or if you want to pretend like you're in an orange tree class and practice your intervals, mm-hmm. base and push. Okay, let's do a three minute push. I'm going to time myself. And then after that, we'll go to a one minute base and I'm going to recover. Yep. yep. And also another point too that I have, I explained at the workshop that we just did People were asking if it's okay to walk. Absolutely. Of course it is. Yeah, if you Look need to. all mm-hmm. the work that you just did ahead of that. I mean, kudos to you if you can go straight through a 5K, but don't, 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 don't ever feel like you can't take a walking recovery yeah. during the, the 5K portion. Yeah. I, so for me, I have a couple of different strategies that I, you know, I'm kind of more like Will where I might look at quarter miles and I might do a 0. 0.2 to 0. 0.4 every quarter. And then the start of the next mile, go back to where I started. Right. So let's say I yeah. start at eight. Then the next quarter is eight, two, eight, four, eight, six. Then I'm gonna go back to eight. Or I'm gonna go to eight, two and build from there. So basically I'm gonna go, my next mile will start 0.2 higher than my first mile. So then my third mile is starting at, you know, 8.4 yeah. versus 8.0. So right. that for me is kind of how I stack. Or I'll do, I'll look inside of the quarter mile and I, I might, I might do something inside of that quarter mile. So for me, I'm always strategizing and adjusting. Yeah. I think that was key. What you said was 
if it makes sense, right. do the increase. Yes. But if you're struggling. Yeah, if you're in the red zone and you're only a mile in, that doesn't make sense to add on. And you know what? I'll even go further say it's okay to be in the red zone if you're under control and you're and you're yes. and you're okay. If you're yeah. not okay and you're in the red zone, walk in recovery, baby. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh it's, and again, it's a hundred percent okay to here's the thing. Most a lot of times in class, when you were doing intervals and you have three blocks, you have two 90 second walk recoveries. Yes. Yep. You're still getting good distance in with those two 90 second walk recoveries. Yeah. So it's yeah, okay. It's not going to make that much of a difference. No, it's not. And when you're in the middle of mile two and your mile one strategy isn't working anymore and you're like, I can't keep doing this, change your strategy. Yeah. Check yeah. with your coach. Yeah. What can I change now so I don't kill myself and die for yeah. the next half mile and then I still have another mile to go? Yeah, you have every coach in the room use us. Like, yep. put your hand and go, I need help. Yeah, I mean, it, like, we'll come over. We'll give you a new strategy. We'll work with you yep. in the moment. What we're there for? We're not just there to cheer you on. We're there to help you out. And if you're that rare person that can just turn off and just go, no, oh, yes, and you love it, not me, not me. <laughs> I'll talk to you then. Yeah, <laughs> talk to he. Yeah. He can he can zone out like that. Yeah, I I've only ever seen one person in a dry try do that. Yeah, and they just. Just, I don't know how they did it, but they just, they went somewhere. I don't know where they went. You got to go. Yeah. They went so somewhere. If, if you're that person that can just go to that place, the best time to go to that place is before you start. Don't try to get there when you get to the treadmill. Cause you're, cause you've already been through 10 to 12 minutes. And if you're not there before you get to the treadmill, you ain't going to get there. True. So my suggestion is if you have that ability and that capacity to go to that dark place and stay there because you've built that that mental agility up to be able to do that. Cause it takes it, that takes skill. Yeah. It does take some, some, some time to learn how to do that. Do it before you get on the rower and then just zone out and then disassociate. Dis- disassociate. This is not happening right now. Yep, you, are, you are on a hammock in Hawaii. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, you know what? You know where I go? Where do you go? So when I'm doing Hills, you know why I love Everest? So I think I might've said this on a podcast before, uh, but during three days for football, we had this hill that we had to run up 20 times. And I don't remember how long I, f- back then it felt like it was forever Yeah, because it was a crazy incline. I'm from Pennsylvania. So we're in the mountains, oh. but, uh, but when we do Everest, I go back there. I can literally see the, the, my teammates. I can see the hill. I can hear the whistle. I can just disassociate that much from what I'm doing. I, that's where I. No, it is the type of training that yeah. a lot of athletes are capable of doing. Yeah, that's that. That so for me, I go to that hill, but then dry try is a different place. Well, it's yes. a, a scarier place. It is. But <laughs> number one key detail we didn't forget to mention about the treadmill. When you get to the treadmill, hit start. Oh yes, I was going to hit yes. start right away because somebody like, like they get on they want to catch their breath and it's understandable you need to catch your breath just walk just hit start yes Even if it's just two start. miles an hour just yes. get it moving yes because otherwise you'll like wasting you'll, time you're wasting yeah and walk it out till you're ready and here's what I'm going to say most important most important 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 I don't care what time you finish I don't care how fast your row is I don't care how fast your weight floor is I don't care if you're first or last I'm proud of every person who completes dry try, whether you're in our region, you're not in our region, you're a first time listener, you've listened from the beginning. I'm just proud that you completed dry try because I will go out on the furthest limb and say, this is one of the hardest things that you could do. 100%. 100%. So last weekend, 
World Golf Village. Obviously, they're like 30-ish days old. They're, mm-hmm. they're still pretty new. <laughs> Babies. And they're rolling right into a dry try. They're also in the middle of their TC challenge. So right now, it's a whole lot of mental stuff. Yep. And we've got a lot of brand new people signing up. And I had a member ask me, she said, well, what, what should I shoot for? Mm-hmm. Like, what goal? And I, I looked at her dead in the face and I said, to finish. Finish. Yeah, that's the goal. So don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Finish. Mm-hmm. Just finish it. Just finish. And you're going to be so proud. And then your next time when you sign up for dry try again, then set a goal. Yeah. Don't go into it. If you've never done dry try before, putting some kind of cap on yourself because ultimately it may set you up for disappointment. You have no experience going into it. You don't know what to expect. I mean, we tell you, but it's not the same until you're there. So give yourself some grace. The best thing you can do if this is your first time, is to not have an expectation. Yep. yep. It's just to finish. Just good. And for anybody, if you if you were 30 seconds slower than last time, here's the good news. You were only 30 seconds slower. Yeah. So don't be bummed out. You've yep. still finished. But if you're in our region and you're a top five female, top five male, we got a special limited edition uh, OTF 904 dry try spring edition 2023 hat. Yeah, there everybody's getting some cool goodies. Yeah, this year. everyone's getting cool goodies. Uh, in, in this region, uh, we, we like to do things a little different. So uh, you got some patches coming your way and some of the cool things. So, um, all right, that's it for dry try tips and tricks. Yeah, you guys got any more? You, you think that's good? It's about I it. I think that was okay. a good summary. So here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to this while you're driving, pull over to the side of the road, hit rewind, and pull out your phone notes section and take some notes because uh, these are going to help you a lot. And, uh, and, and we want to hear from you. So comment send us a message let us know how you did we'll give you a shout out and uh and, and we we always like hearing from our listeners so until next time guys thank you so much bye y'all